2: up my silence spoke at all. <laughs> time indeed and the wild weird wacky wonderful world of wrestling is heating up folks greetings and salutations welcome back to pod is war pod Is war is brought to you by the good folks at Chair Show, our radio network in conjunction with
3: the chairshot.com always use your head
2: use your heads wrestling fans Wrestling is cool again if you haven't gotten the memo. What better way to show everybody that, hey, I'm a cool guy than to come outside with your favorite wrestling shirt from your f- favorite wrestling website. You want to do that? Want to know how? I'm glad you asked. All you got to do is go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash chair shot. Pick up your official chairshot t-shirts. We've got Save Tag Team Wrestling. We've got Baron Corbin Sucks, which apparently Paul Heyman thinks he does too because we ain't seen him in a minute. Uh, we've got my favorite course, Jesus did the job, and we've got a lot of cool designs on there. Old school, new school, need to know something. I was trying to go some biggie, but it, that didn't work out well. Either way, man, make sure you guys go to ProVeciTees.com forward mm-hmm. slash the chair shop. Please, and thank you, thank you, and please, folks, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt, and as always, I'm joined by the illustrious Mr. Andrew Snowflake Balls, Balaz, who, c- curiously enough, is... I think, think being the key word. Still a wrestling fan after having to consume so much Japanese wrestling. What?
4: Wait, 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 wait! Whoa! 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 Was was that in question somehow? Like, how does me consuming so much Japanese wrestling make me not a wrestling fan? What
2: well, tell you, me. You know how? Well, you know how Asian cuisine is, man. You eat a little bit, and then an hour later, you're hungry
4: again. That is true. So that should make me more of a wrestling fan, because that means that. I'm just voracious and never satiated. Is that the case? I mean, I, I did have to top it off with a little Triple Mania this past weekend. So I do I do like my spicy stuff, too. Mexican food's good, too, man. That is called
2: foreshadowing, ladies and gentlemen. And speaking of foreshadowing, the shadowy figure in the background that you can't see, who is uh, maybe perhaps consuming some um, sticky of the icky, we should say. The moderator, <laughs> the commish, Mr. PC Tunney. I'm having a beer. He he couldn't say anything because, like, I, I cut it off. He was, literally was putting a beer to his lips as I was introducing him, and then I cut it off right there just to see what he was going to do. And, he, and, of course, PC didn't disappoint. He dropped the ball. What? And now Have he's doing this quizzical look up as if he did, didn't drop the ball.
5: What did I do? I'm here. Oh, ho! oh, hi, y'all.
2: I swear to God, PC, every time I see you, you have a different hairstyle. Like, your hair grows. Like, you can go bald tomorrow, and you will have hair by tomorrow.
5: <laughs> I don't know. What you do you want me the to
2: found say? you found the founding youth, my friend. Oh, you found the founding youth, man. What, what's your secret? I watched
5: that Pirates of the Caribbean 4. I'm the only one that fucking suffered through the whole thing.
4: Oh, why'd you do that to yourself? Like, I skipped 3 and 4, I believe. Are, are there Here. more than Four? What number are they on now? I don't know. Who cares? That's the thing, man. I was done after two. I, I was done after two. After I after saw I, Johnny Depp running in that fucking big fucking Ferris wheel-looking thing, looking like a moron, I'm like, ah, <laughs> no, this is fucking stupid. I'm done. Once
2: I saw Jack wasn't going to get with the Kira Knightley character, I'm like, all right, we're good here. I'm good. Get your money, Johnny. But uh, Johnny don't like it either. That's why he spent 30 grand a month on wine. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get the taste out of his mouth, man. <laughs> do, you bad, after, do,
4: like, do you think after like any other character now do you think after like the fourth five thousand dollar bottle
5: too. they just so send him a two hundred dollar bottle one. oh sorry i talked all over you.
2: you you did but don't worry about it man i was just gonna say johnny's one of them actor actors so you know that irks him that this is what he's doing now because he wanted them dudes like you know if he gonna play an astronaut he'll go live on mars for six weeks like he's one of them type actors and now he's got to play
4: this damn pirate character looking like Lone John Silver. You're right. A lot of his stuff since then, though, just comes off like watered-down versions of Jack Sparrow. Like, did you see Secret Window? I did not. That really just feels like he's doing Jack Sparrow just as a tortured writer who I think buried his wife in the backyard instead of a pirate. That's about it. He really ain't
2: been shit and the same goes for Tim Burton, which, you know, when, since, Tim, since he became Tim Burton's muse and they just insisted on working together and making these mediocre-ass movies, Mm -hmm. neither one of them has been the same. And and I was a huge Tim Burton mark, too, so I'm not trying to shit on him completely, just what has he done good in the last, what, 15 years? I can't
4: think of anything. Either of them. Like, Tim Burton, the last movie I like from him was Nightmare Before Christmas. Like that That fucking Willy Wonka fucking Garbage Factory fucking movie, Charlie's, whatever fuck it was, I fucking hated that. That might be the worst movie I've ever
2: actually watched. You've never seen the Watermelon Heist, clearly.
4: <laughs> no, no, I haven't. But I've seen the Sasquatch Gang. Thank, uh, thank God that
2: you haven't seen the Watermelon Heist. That's one of the ones I'm watching. I'm like, God damn, I hope no white people ever see this shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, is it a black exploitation film, or what is it exactly? Um, I wouldn't call it black exploitation because it came out in the two thousands. It, it's just a really bad movie. Like, it's these backwoods hick-ass black people just ignorant and inbred and like they got to raise some money because they're about to foreclose on their home because their <laughs> government welfare check because their government welfare check hasn't come in so in order to try to save the home home, they decide that they're going to rob this watermelon patch and sell the watermelons and that's how they're going to get the money until their government <laughs> comes to stop the bank from foreclosing on their homes and oh my god I can't believe I just said that out loud too <laughs> two uh,
4: that sounds so terrible I want to find it it now, it just, <laughs> oh, it's
2: <awful>. <laughs> <sighs> Wait, just tangent right quick though, man. Because Johnny Depp, you know, positive care being Disney property, Marvel, Disney property in an alternate universe. Could Johnny Depp have played Tony Stark? Now, I know you know Robert Downey is synonymous with that character, and he knocked it out the park. You know, because Iron Man was like a, a lower mid Carter before this whole Marvel universe started, and now he's a top guy. But could Johnny Depp have stepped into that role and played Tony Stark?
4: Tony, you can take the first stop. Go.
2: He's a DC guy, man. His thoughts are null and void.
4: Oh, okay, fair enough. I'm still gonna I'm on well, the decide no, side for this one though, because uh huh. <laughs> De- Def was never really like the playboy kind of thing like what 21 Jump Street was like the last time he tried to play like the cute player type ish almost and he still wasn't the uh, the uh, I guess the, the rough and tumble more Tony Stark s because that was his, his co star. So I don't know he just doesn't quite have that swagger like could he have maybe pulled it off. Maybe, but I feel like if it wasn't Downey Jr., it would have went to like a Brad Pitt or like a Tom Cruise or somebody just in that vein.
2: Well, you know, women liked Johnny Depp up until maybe the mid two thousands when he started looking like a lesbian with leukemia. But up before that time, he was kind of he was considered like suave and cool and kind of. Always, um, he know.
4: always kind of went with that like Hot Topic chic thing. Like Johnny Depp and Jimmy Havoc look a lot alike, and that's like 60 year wow. man shopping at Hot Topic.
2: Wow. Never. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't even know where to go from there. I'm <laughs> saying, just compared one of the finest actors of the 21st century to Jimmy Havoc. I ain't talking about Idris Elba. I know. I, I don't. I would love to see how you compare those two, though. Jimmy <laughs> oh, my
4: God. Is that going to be the new game for next week, connecting Idris Elba to Jimmy Havoc? It's like six I degrees mean, of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> uh, uh, other than the British connection, I don't
2: really know where else you can go from there.
4: I'm not sure either. Maybe, maybe Pacific Rim can help. Uh, rim job. I don't know. We'll figure that out for next week. Uh, other than the fact neither one of them is playing
2: James Bond. Topic one. Oh, there you go. Yes, sir. We promised you a great, gorgeous, oh, great, great classy, the maker of champions. i the, the child. WrestleMania. Everyone has a. Now, ladies
5: and gentlemen, it is electric. You're the. The child is here. Side note: Straight up, Steve Austin premieres after Raw next week on USA Network. Just so sort everybody. Of
2: hell you. yeah!
5: Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> hell
2: yeah! Hell yeah!
5: Can I get a hell yeah? Oh, yep. Oh, bro. Yep, all right, we won't go there again, but um, <laughs> thank you. I was no, waiting for yeah. <laughs> there, there we go. The glass finally shattered. It's, you know, what is it? Is it the second biggest weekend, third biggest, whatever? It's right there, that Royal Rumble. It's SummerSlam time. Uh, gentlemen, SummerSlam, NXT Toronto, we got big names coming back. We got a great card for NXT, but let's start with the matches that haven't been made yet. And how SmackDown ended this uh, uh, two days ago. I mean,
2: yeah, you've broken KFAP so much on here, man. Nobody gives a shit anymore, man. They know what it is. <laughs> Just keep talking.
5: That was it.
4: Go. I mean, that was the setup. There we go. Talk, talk about Roman and then dovetail it into SummerSlam and, and next Jesus Christ, I'm glad we had a pre-show smallest, meeting. A funny transition.
5: Great pre-show meeting.
4: Yes.
2: We actually did, and you still managed to flub it. No, I <laughs> kicked it
5: right to you, and you had to bring it up, and then Andrew had to retell you how we were going to do it.
4: <laughs>
2: that's called a pre-show meeting, sir. During the show.
4: Okay, ah, okay, so uh, that's... Yes. Uh, a pre- a pre- whatever, man. That's anywho, the Summer Texas two-step, everybody. Now let's okay, get on with okay. the topic. All right. <laughs> man.
2: These two funky watousies in this melapharma. But anyway.
4: <laughs>
2: Always use your head. Way you to give us a hard reset. Thank you. Shout out to me, and only me. Oh fuck. Balls. I, I have to admit, man. This build for this SummerSlam has. It's been weird. And, and you know, somewhat underwhelming. The card is good. Uh, Obviously, they're going to deliver in the ring because they've got great wrestlers. But it it just feels rushed. And I don't know why. Like It just seemed like the timing of this event was off. I mean, are are they going back to Saudi Arabia at the end of the month? Is that what it is? They have, like, a big something planned at the end of this month. And that's why they
4: they had, like, a two-week bill. That's a good question, but I thought the next Saudi show was like October or November. Well, not
2: necessarily even Saudi Arabia, but are they doing any super shows in any on any other continents between now and September? Because that would make sense why there was only a two-week two week build to the second or third biggest show of the year.
4: I mean, that that's a good question. The next Saudi show is Halloween, just so you're aware, just so we get the timeline straight.
2: Oh, that's great, man. That's absolutely perfect. I know, That's it's going to so scare the levels. shit that out was, of people. That works <laughs> on so,
4: so many levels. It, it really does, man. It's a WWE horror show.
2: <laughs> so, according to this, Drew Gulak is saying that it was Rowan that was driving the car that killed no, Roman Reigns. But Buddy, Buddy Murphy what, what, said what,
4: what, that. What's yeah. the difference? One still on 205 lives.
2: <laughs> Drew Gulak, Buddy Murphy... Akira Tozawa, they're the same person.
4: Wow. You're just cruiserweight racist.
5: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I just heard firsthand Drew Gulak, Buddy Murphy, and Akira Tozawa are the same person. Breaking news, back to Pod is War.
2: He's the greatest worker in the the business, though, because he figured out how to get three separate paychecks. Hell, I think he even wrestled himself on the Mania pre-show. That's amazing. Remarkable. Doesn't
4: he need a fourth gimmick, though, because they didn't make Mankind. Mick Foley already do that. What, but the four faces of Gulak? Who's the fourth one? Who's the fourth
5: one? Is it,
2: the, is it Enzo? Is it Enzo? I, I got it. The four men of Murphy. Is it Enzo? Is it Enzo? <laughs> <laughs> it Enzo? <laughs> And you know what? Yes, it now it is. I'm
4: four different people getting four well three different checks, and you can't teach that. And they've all been cruiserweight champions, so that's just fantastic. Purple so belts for everyone. he's got more title than Ric Flair at this point, in time, don't he? <laughs> yeah, but Jerry Lawler <laughs> still got the uh, got the record on that one. <laughs>
5: well, Liv Tyler, live T- Ti- Liv Tyler, and Alexa bliss. Liv Rebel Tyler, and Alexa Bliss, Live Tyler. Hey, Liv
2: Tyler and Alexa Bliss, good for him. But, yes, so, yeah, you know, we were all under the the assumption, well, they played with us a little bit on this one because initially I think we all thought, okay, it's got to be Joe. They played with that a little bit. They did that weird thing where they said, oh, it was an accident, nobody did anything, and then Joe came out to open Raw. I thought that was actually interesting. Then they did the thing where Joe went to challenge Roman, and then the car crash. Roman's dead. Commercial break. Come back, Roman's still dead, but the car is fine <laughs> magically. <laughs> and, and now, as of SmackDown, thanks to uh Drew Buddy, uh, Kira. Now that he's saying Rowan, but the Rowan Ro- Roman match doesn't really make me moist at the second or third biggest show of the year, so I don't know. I still think we somehow get to Daniel Bryan here, but the way they've done it, it's been pretty convoluted. But, um if that's the match, it should be a good match. I can't see those two guys put on a bad match. Um, as far as the rest of the card, Balls, is there anything that you're particularly looking forward to?
4: Um, what I'm looking forward to, honestly, I still pop for Goldberg. That that whole swerve at the end of Raw, that did kind of kind of get me to go, oh, okay, I'm a little excited now. Like, but w- even C- that w- has Mark been in me, so I'm okay with it. It you're was lucky. Like, it it was, but I appreciated the fact that the faces actually got one over on the heels for a shot. Instead of just like, huh, you signed that for SummerSlam, but you're facing me on Raw. And now look who you're facing. And then Dolph Ziggler proceeds to shit himself. So I, w- I was amused by that. But to touch on the, the Samoans named Joe, I've always pop, pop. been a That's big good. proponent of of as soon as as soon as Joe came up to the main roster, I wanted him and Roman to do like a Samoan SWAT team two Especially because Roman still comes out in the vest. So they could actually take more of the official like SWAT team kind of look. And that would actually be cool if Rowan admits to doing it. Daniel Bryan then steps in and says, you know, Rowan's my buddy. You have to find a tag partner. It's gonna be a handicap and match and we're both going to beat your ass. And Roman apologized to Joe on SmackDown said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I I thought it was you, but we're cool now. And Joe did show some concern after the accident. So I would like to see, you know, the the Samoans named Joe as a team. So, Samoans SWAT Team 2.0. So what do you think about this Brock
2: Lesnar-Seth Rollins build? Because, you know, (laughs) from all angles, it appears that they're setting up for Seth to conquer the Beast or slay the Beast again once again. Gain, but I mean, Seth Rollins as the top guy right now—he's colder than Eskimo pussy. So I don't—I—I <laughs> I, I feel like they're setting it up for Seth to come back because you know the odds are insurmountable, and he keeps getting his ass beat by Brock, and you know he finds a way—you know on the John Cena side of the game, you know. But I—I I don't know if taking the title off of Brock is the best thing right now, or at least if you're gonna take the title off of Brock, I don't know if putting it on Seth. I, I, I just don't know if that's what's hot in the streets. I, I, I'm just I'm just down on Seth right now. I, I, I thought he would have a bigger impact as a babyface, but he's just not a babyface. I mean, he's got that whiny little shrill voice that makes you want to mm-hmm. punch him in the face as is. And maybe his true destiny is as a maniacal
4: heel. I mean, as we know, it's well-documented amongst this show and Raw Reaction when I was on that more more often when I wasn't doing G1 stuff. I've not been a big fan of Seth Rollins initially. Like, I just don't like the character. I don't like the way he works. It's so it's so choreographed, even more so than the fact that wrestling is a choreographed, scripted, whatever the hell, you know, fake fighting, whatever words you want to throw in there. It's just so redundant in the way he does it. And he irritates me. The way he wrestles irritates me. And I just find it funny that people are, like, coming up in arms going, where did all of a sudden Seth rollins hate come from it's like it was there obviously people just tolerated it because he was better than the people that they disliked let more they disliked him less like you know everybody hated Roman, so rollins looked better everybody hated brock so when rollins took it off and people popped because it wasn't brock and now roman's been pretty over because of the whole beating leukemia coming back and actually being booked fairly fairly well not like superman and Looking a little vulnerable here or there, and actually showing more personality. So, Seth's just being exposed, and people just. I don't know why they don't understand it. But as for the match, shit, of course I don't want fucking Seth to win. I don't need a Super Seth. I want Brock to destroy him. I want him to get stretchered out. Honestly, I think it would be a good use of. The fact that you're bringing Goldberg back for Summerslam, have him squash Ziggler, and then at the end have Goldberg square up with Lesnar and try to run that one back one more time, maybe for Survivor Series or for Halloween, you know, Halloween Havoc in the Sand or whatever the fuck you want to call it, and then <laughs> then then we can see where that goes. Especially since I think, as I said a couple weeks ago, Brock is the only one to hold it twice. Now three times, he's the only one to hold it more than once. Throwing Goldberg into the mix, that that's at least something. You know what I mean? Mixes it up. They actually had decent matches together, even though they were only five minutes long, but they were still decent. So I mean, um, that, that's where I'd like it to go. From a box office standpoint, yeah, Brock and Goldberg,
2: Brock and Berg. Yeah, I could dig that. I just thought the story they told a few years ago was perfect. It was so beautifully perfect. And I would hate for them to go back on it and, and find a way to fuck it up, which they probably would. Uh, going up and down this card, Rick O'Shea versus AJ Styles. They haven't had that match that I know that they're both capable of having yet. Uh, perhaps this is the time. And I'm not just talking WWE. I remember I went and saw I uh, sought out a uh, a indie match that they did back in either 14 or 15 on YouTube. And even that match didn't do what I thought it was going to do. So they've got it in them. Maybe this is the time where they they pull it out. Um, it's going to be a hot crowd. Obviously, Toronto is always a hot crowd. Uh, Natty and and uh, Becky Becky's uh, been booked as the heel this entire time until last week when Natty finally did some heel tactics. But she's going to be she's going to get the heroes' welcome. So they know what they were doing there. They were playing both sides of the fence on the uh, excuse me 1997 Gang Warfare WWE side of the game. Um, what else is there? What else am I missing? Amber and Bailey. Like I said, what else am I missing?
4: I wasn't um, sure if that did anything for you, because you Kofi know and Randy, can work, so it could be an okay match.
2: It should be. It could be an okay match. I just think the crowd is going to be cold for it. I could see that being, like, one of the buffer matches between two of the more emotionally charged matches. Randy and Kofi should be pretty good. They've done a really good t- job mm-hmm. telling that story. And, I mean, that story is, what, 10, 11 years in the making? So I like how they've harkened back to how this all began. It just, it, it's been played very well.
4: Agreed then there's Bray and Finn.
2: Yeah, and it's ironic because this would be the perfect time to bring out the Demon, the theme versus the Demon, but you can't have Bray come back and lose his first match. That's just not, no, let's not go there.
4: If they build it right, it could be fine, because Finn might just be taking him lightly, like he's still the same old Bray that he beat a couple years ago when he was about to do Pumpkin Demon, and AJ Styles had to step in, and he'll realize the Finn is stronger than what he's used to, try to bring out Demon, and then Bray beats the Demon, and then he goes on to his little vacation hiatus that people have been saying he wants.
2: And I mean, you know it it should be a good ma- it should be a good card rather and I mean I'm just looking forward to having some wrestling on Sundays man there's no NBA I'm coming back to the NFL but you know that's still a few weeks away baseball isn't far long enough yet as the last time I checked the Indians were four back but first in the wild card but you know we still got another month before I actually give a damn
5: what's up with your um, pitcher throwing know, one man, over center field
2: said, say it again
5: what's up with your pitcher throwing one over center field
2: well, we got his ass out of there, and we went and got Puig, so he, that's a non-factor at this point. Plus, Bauer ain't <laughs> been good anyway, man. He ain't been good for a couple of years. He ain't been good since he won the Cy Young because he was hurt last year, like he split his finger over and for some goofy shit during the playoffs, and he was ineffective. And when the Astros mollywopped the Indians, oh boy! <laughs> Anywho, back to that. Nobody gives a shit about baseball here except for Tony and I. Um, um. NXT. So we're doing six matches this time as opposed to the five. Obviously, this is going to be a great show because NXT always delivers. Even NXT is like pizza. Even when it's not that great, it's still pretty good because it's pizza and it's NXT. The match that most intrigues me, obviously, is the triple threat with Dream, Pete Dunne, and Roderick Strong. A couple of talking points that I had going into here, and, and balls, you can respond or do whatever the hell you want. You're grown. Um, I can <laughs> see a scenario where... Undisputed Error leaves out with all the gold at the end of this evening. And number two, what do you think is going to be William Regal's stipulation for the third fall rather of Gargano and, I was about to say Ciampa. Cole Adam
4: Cole, baby. Honestly, I, I have no clue. I have not followed this very closely with everything I've been doing for New Japan and the G1, and Aside from exactly like you said, the triple threat match, none of the rest of these matches really make me moist. Like, Candice LeRae and Io Shirai, okay, Io's heel, I don't know how they're going to do that, if they're just going to have Io destroy her for the new gimmick, or, you know, because she's a bad guy, then she's going to lose and build up Candice, who knows. Mia versus Shayna should be okay, but Mia's streaky, sometimes she'll have a good match, sometimes she won't. The tag match, I don't care about any of those teams, so that doesn't really do anything for me. And I'm saying, how often can you really run back the same main event three times in a row? Like they did the same thing with Ciampa and Gargano, and people started complaining that it got old, and it did get a little old. This, you go from triple threat or 2 out of 3 Whoa. you go 2 out of 3 to do a normal match back to a 2 out of 3 with some gimmicks and some like I don't know maybe the build's been okay I haven't heard anybody say the build was like anything special but I don't I don't care like Gargano's good Cole's okay like they don't they don't do anything for me so as, I hope the match is gonna be
2: alright but what got as the WCW guy I can't believe you fixed your face to say some goofy shit like that how many times did you get Flair and and Sting, or Flair and Steamboat, or Luger and Sting. In a row? Not that many times
4: in a row.
2: Come on, man. Oh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're right, because when it was Flair and Sting, yeah, they broke it up a little bit with Sting versus the Black Scorpion, right?
4: Well, Sting got hurt, so then it was Luger versus Flair, and then Flair dropped the Sting at some point, and then he'd bring in the Four Horsemen versus Sting's little army when, like, Robocop saved him and shit like that. So they'd at least introduce other people and just keep the main event kind of the same, but it wouldn't be the same two guys back and forth, and... We've already been over this. I wasn't a big fan of that first two out of three falls match anyway because it got way too indie on the third one, which I'm pretty sure we both agreed with. So we definitely agree. Yeah,
2: I like their second one much better than the first one. I put that second one on my short list of match of the year candidates. But yeah, that first one, I'm I'm cool on that. I don't like the stipulation either. Uh, Maybe they could have done a steel cage or a hell in a cell or something like that. I'm not that excited about them going back. But yeah, they're still two very talented guys. And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt.
4: Well, that that's good for you. I mean, oh, well, that, that, you. that wasn't meant sarcastically. It well, really it wasn't. Sounded like it did it. sound like it. That's why I wanted to clarify. But the same thing. Like, I don't like the reuse of the same gimmick that the whole thing started with, especially when the first one wasn't that great because of just how ridiculous the third fall got. And I don't know. I, I hope they don't just gimmick the shit out of it. I hope the third fall isn't something ridiculous. But uh, I, I'll, oh. I'll, I'll see that the shows usually aren't bad. Take you know takeovers. I don't think there's ever been, like, a straight-up bad takeover. So okay. it's not like I'm going to shit on the product, but I'm just – I'm not super excited or nothing's really got my imagination.
2: Oh, so that's why you're still single because you hate reusing the same gimmick. I get it. I get it. I get it. I understand.
4: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of condoms. What can I say?
2: I'm not talking about condoms. I wasn't talking about that. You took that a totally different way. Oh, uh, What I was going to say is, man, <laughs> when you are used to the same gimmick, sometimes you, you got to add some stipulate. In there, man, to spice it up for the audience. Um, okay, out of these two shows, what match this weekend are you most excited for? <laughs>
4: uh, the the block finals for the g one Oh wait, what? We, we still okay. Talk? Out of these two play? shows, oh, the, Show. these specific two shows. Not <laughs> these the two, two shows, shows over the weekend. Oh, oh, Orton Kofi. That that's probably the one that I care about the most because it's the one with actual build and storyline that makes sense.
2: That's true, and your political spiritual brother, Mr. Um, Maga Orton. I get that. that oh, makes sense.
4: Yeah. yeah. My spirit yeah. animal
2: right there. All right, Andrew in the house.
4: <laughs> Damn right.
2: <laughs> boom, boom, yeah, yeah. So, did you have something to say before we move on?
5: <clears throat> I'm not excited at all about SummerSlam. And if you want to know more about that, tune in to, yes, the DWI podcast is happening this week. There you go.
4: You know, I really hope you have Jesse from Saved by the Bell as, like, a sound clip before you say your piece on DWI and just like, I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. Man,
2: who knew diet pills were so treacherous? (laughs) I know. The 90s, man. Fuck. Pop. This bitch is size zero, man, but she OD'd on diet pills. What the hell, man?
4: Hard life. What can I say? I guess so, man. It's tough growing up in Bel Air.
5: (laughs) (laughs) That's the wrong show. You're 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 combining The Fresh Prince and Saved by the Bell now. Jeezy crazy. No,
2: no, no Bayside High School. I'm pretty sure it was located in Bel Air, California, sir.
5: Oh, I don't know about that. I think it was just a fictional city in California.
2: Okay, well, why you lead us? To, okay, but the fictional city was based off Bel Air.
5: Fine, <laughs> whatever, fine. whatever, whatever, whatever gets us. No, whatever, can we just move the question to. Yeah, whatever gets us topic yeah. too...
1: BRO! BRO!
5: BRO! Like, I'm all in on the bro. Seriously, the only thing I need is for him to put some fucking shoes on, because let's let, let's face it, it didn't work out for Rusev, and Rusev's way tougher than the bro. But, gentlemen, let's talk about... will go
2: there, but go on.
5: Well, yeah, yeah, I don't know. what Rusev's thicker. Uh-huh. You know, you feel like his bones are, are harder and, you know, et cetera. Anyway, this is not what we're here to
4: talk about. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're not talking, talking about how hard Rusev is, Tony. You want to calm down a little? Yeah, I don't give a damn about Rusev nor his hard boner, okay? <laughs> Quick, let's call Lana and find out. We need a consensus here. <laughs> Shut, Shut up! <laughs>
5: <laughs> that being said... <laughs> I think Matt Riddle has potential. How do you feel his back talk to the legends will affect... Uh, his, his moving forward, his progression, his loud mouth
0: backstage.
3: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
4: That's a that's a good question. And I was thinking about this topic when we started talking about it yesterday. And it, I'm in a weird spot with it personally because I, I understand how the business works. You, you, you cut your teeth and you try to take a take a shot at the big dogs or the legends sometimes or however that works and then you fire back make an angle out of it however that works however you want to do it but i don't i don't know like i feel like i'm supposed to care but riddle just comes off dumb and like picking fights with old people that just sounds stupid as fuck to me honestly it'd be it'd be like it'd be like fucking mayweather talking shit about tyson like you know what I mean? Like we're we're not at the same generational spot here. Sure, yeah, you have a legit background. You think you can kick everyone's ass? good for you. Why why are you picking on guys that just be like, all right, Lance Storm doesn't like the fact that you wrestle without fucking shoes. You don't like the fact he wrestles without shoes. Lots of people don't like that. Chris Jericho just Jericho was putting out something from his book. And he got quote-tweeted or whatever the hell it was. And Riddle took offense because he's trying to give advice that he doesn't like or some shit like that. And Riddle starts this thing about Goldberg. Who gives a fuck if Goldberg's put on a five-star match or if he's a technical wizard or if he knows how to do all these fucking MMA moves? How much money did he draw? How much money did he draw for WCW? How often do they come back to him when he's 50 years old? Did you really think anybody's gonna come back to Matt Riddle with this current gimmick of just, you know, former MMA stoner dropout with no shoes? What whatever the fuck this is. So like I don't I don't I don't get it. If if he really gives a fuck about the five star, the four star, the melts shit, good for him. But nobody does. That's not professional wrestling. That is a very small aspect of wrestling, but that's not professional wrestling. So I don't know. Will it get him heat? Maybe. I don't give a fuck, though. Matt Riddle comes off of, like he's just a fucking idiot to me. So just for
2: clarification, Saved by the Bell was based in the Pacific Palisades. <laughs> and I quote, the Pacific Palisades is an affluent residential neighborhood tucked between the Santa Monica Mountains and the Pacific Ocean. So there we go. OK, where's we Bell Air? we got that out of the way? Where's Bel Air? Yeah. Well shit, man. If you want to know that bad, you look it up then while I'm talking. Oh, is it in the Pacific <laughs>
5: Palisades, motherfucker? Cause then all you did was <laughs> prove in yourself Arounga. Yeah, I said
2: California. Look, it's by Brentwood, and Brentwood is by the Pacific Palisades.
4: And 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 Bel Air, I think.
5: Knows how to party. Bel Air
4: is near Santa Monica. It is on the west side of LA, in the foothills of Santa Monica Mountains, so it's California in the area that, that's about.
5: Knows how to party.
2: Yes, let's not ever do that again. But <laughs> 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 getting back to Matt Riddle, uh, let me say I agree with Tony man. I I, I like Matt Riddle a lot. I, I think he's full of potential. He can be a huge star. Part of that stardom is Bro. the fact that he's credible because he was a fighter. Thank you. That was unnecessary, but cool. And I like his. Bro. How can I say this? Thank you. That gave me time to belch, actually. You actually helped me out there. I just. I thought it was coming. It's coming. I know. I really just think he doesn't give a fuck. And I dig his not give a fuckness. Now, I can understand why, you know, him mouthing off. To some some of the legends have rubbed some of the legends the wrong way as evidence of him mouthing off to some of the legends and it rubbing some of the legends the wrong way. Like, I, I totally get that. And this is a business that's built on tradition and respect and paying homage to the ones that came before you, especially if they're just trying to give you some game. I, I don't think that's, that's the right way to go about it. Um, DeMarco, our commander in chief, Greg DeMarco, he made an interesting comment in our private DM a couple of days ago. He said that that him mouthing off like that's probably not the best thing, and it's going to give him some give him some side eyes from the people backstage. Which I can totally see that happening. Uh, you know, I and at the same time, I can't be mad at somebody trying to make a name for himself. He, and I, I I get it. I just don't think that his criticisms were valid. I think he came across a little bit as a, a petulant child. But one thing that I respect him for. You know, he challenged Goldberg to a fight. He challenged Jericho and Lance Storm to a fight. He didn't want that smoke with Booker T. So that lets me know he's not an idiot. He's a highly intelligent individual. He did want that Booker T smoke. Even though he talked a little grease about Booker, he didn't want that smoke with him. So I get that. But yeah, I, you know, Matt looks bad right here. I'm not mad at the guy. Maybe, I don't know, maybe he's plotting a hill turn or something like that. I can't really see him being a hill, but I, I don't know, man. He's just, you got to pay your dues, man, and, and show respect to the ones that came before you. And quite frankly, I think Jericho might take you out. I ain't going to lie, Jericho ain't no ho, man. He took out Goldberg. Exactly. He took out Goldberg and got in Brock's face, was ready to throw down with Brock. And you, my friend, are no Brock.
3: No one.
0: I bet you ceiling.
5: Nice work, man.
2: Step inside and be the man. Ladies
5: and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is a topic that I am very much excited about. WWE 2K20 is coming out. Uh, The trailer is out. The the cover is out. I've played 2K19. I thought it was great. Uh, I I specifically enjoyed where you make your own character and and live through the storyline. And by the way, you come up through a BCW Federation that is at an Elk's Lodge, which if you guys have paid attention to anything that I do around here is pretty familiar. Um, uh, But the topic of conversation is the commercial, which we just played there. Apologize, you couldn't see it. Becky Lynch busting through Stone Cold Ceiling, etc., etc. And the cover, Becky and Roman, I believe. Gentlemen, your thoughts on the newest edition of the WWE video game? Number one, I don't
2: understand why you keep calling it stone cold ceiling like the metaphor was she was literally as a woman busting through the glass ceiling like that was the literal metaphor that was going on there i thought it was right cool. right commercial was but well she played.
5: right but she went up to austin and said sorry about your ceiling
2: no she went up to hogan and said sorry about your ceiling and no, then handed she, her no. whatever she was eating
5: wrong she went up to austin first and then she grabbed something to eat bit it off and threw it in hogan's drink
2: she went up, up to Austin and proceeded. said sorry.
5: She went up to Austin and said sorry about your ceiling.
2: No, bro, that's not how that went. I, but thanks we, for playing. we can
5: stop the whole show now, so you can watch it on YouTube, <laughs> motherfucker. I don't give a fuck.
2: Either way, man, the met. Either way, man, the metaphor was her literally as a woman busting through the glass ceiling. I thought I'm gonna it was pull well-played. it up on my phone and, like and play it for you. That were in there. I- I especially like Velveteen Dream dressed like Colonial Williamsburg. I thought that was a nice touch. And yeah, that was a good it was a good commercial. I I know there's been a little bit of a backlash or controversy about Becky and Roman being on the cover, but I mean, who the hell else would you put on the cover? Come on, y'all. Like this woman just won the, the first ever all female main event of WrestleMania and Roman is still that dude, man. It's still his yard. So who the hell else would you put on the cover? What you gonna put uh uh, uh, Drew buddy Tozawa on there is that what y'all want that's really what y'all want
4: no I just want to tell you Chris that you're right because I just watched the commercial while you were talking and she picks up her little piece of food says sorry about your ceiling and throws it into Hogan's glass and all Stone Cold does is watch as she kind of walks in and then she turns to Roman and then Roman says peace so Chris you were right yes thank you So go to hell PC I mean, PC's ass. watching it right now, probably because he still doesn't believe two people. But no, no, <laughs> no. I I see, my I whole just... thing is, I don't know why people are up in arms about the cover. Oh, All that crap! From because they got that...
5: Austin right before that. God damn it! Now I got to edit this whole fucking. But episode. she doesn't
4: interact with him. So hi, it's fine. Don't worry about. It. Chris is right. So but
5: guys, WWE 2K20. How do
4: you feel it. about it? We you should be people used to that by right now pc christopher being right but go on balls please continue. people were taking this fake outrage kind of angle where they're they're going becky should have her own cover and but, 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 roman didn't do anything what the fuck do you mean roman didn't do anything roman beat leukemia wwe was up for an SB for like the first time ever which becky was also up for roman won it which means it's mainstream media now Hobbs and Shaw shit aside, anything that was done for WWE, Roman got more over. People were reporting on him. It, You know, Forbes, ESPN, all this other stuff was treating it more legitimately because of the Roman story and because of Becky and Ronda and Charlotte's whole triple threat and the women's first main event. So what exactly is the problem with acknowledging the two biggest storylines that you had, all year leading up to the game instead of just inserting a random fucking wrestler that you feel like pushing like seth rollins with his brain dead fucking burn it down fucking thing from last year or fucking aj styles just because he's aj styles and he was like the hot thing the year before that or however that worked or brock lesnar or whoever it was but like who the fuck cares those are hollow this actually means something why can't people see the forest through the trees Oh, bro, don't get me started on that. We don't have enough time to go in on social media. I wasn't media. sure if you had, like, a quick just, like, idiom or, you know, thought on it.
2: I'm just tired, man. Like, I, I enjoy interacting with you guys on social media. But if you notice, I've been <laughs> kind of scarce lately yeah, on social media. I like, have. you know, one of my, my shoot jobs is a, 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 a online journalist, so I will peruse Twitter because news breaks on Twitter before it hits mainstream media or TV or anything like that. And I like interacting with you guys on, on Twitter. But other than that, man, that shit's a cesspool of just sad, angry people that ain't getting no buns. And it's just, it's too much, man. It's just way too much. I'm just tired of everybody on Twitter. The the self-righteous, everybody, man. It's just way too much, but what else, man?
4: And everybody's an expert. Don't forget that.
2: Yeah, and, and by, that, by that very definition, if everybody's an expert, that means nobody's an expert. That's your idiom. There you go. Boom.
4: And, there we go! And boom. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. That was perfect. Maybe the, maybe we should just c- cut to a cut to a something before we go to the next number. Maybe ah, uh, we got something, Mister Tony. You want to cut to something? I don't know. Cut to something. Surprise me. Yeah. Well.
5: Maybe,
4: maybe no, you. Just uh, like, uh, your opinion, man.
5: <laughs> you want to cut to something near. How about cut to this? Topic <laughs> number four.
4: What's going on,
0: Hugo? What happened? Pues we quedamos ¡En la oscuridad con lo que está pasando ahora! Algo ha pasado aquí ¿Qué es lo que está pasando en esta arena Ciudad de México? ¿Qué pasó aquí? No yo entiendo creo tenemos, Yo creo que tenemos un fallo En contra, disculpe, creo que hay un fallo en las pantallas Espero que se pueda corregir No entiendo qué es lo que está pasando en este momento ¿Qué? ¡Es le ¡Es
4: That was a damn fun moment right there, especially because there was all those stories that leaked out right before Triple Mania that L.A. Park got suspended again or whatever. Ever the fuck the story was. And then the lights go out and him and his kids are there just beating the Ever-11 fuck out of Pagano after he won their Rumble and destroys the, the trophy, challenges him to a Lucha Extrema match. And I don't know for when, because they never actually say when. They just put out the challenge. But that that should be good. Maybe maybe it'll be for next Triple Mania, Maybe it'll be for the MSG show. Who knows? But yeah, there we go. Triple Mania. It's not just Japanese stuff I watch, like I talked about earlier with the whole wonderful foreshadowing. I'd like myself some spicy Mexican food, too, once in a while. And admittedly, I started watching the Triple Manias a couple years ago, basically out of morbid curiosity, because 25 was god-awfully terrible, one of the worst fucking things I've ever seen in the history of wrestling. And then I just had to see if it got worse or better. Last year was fun with Vampiro, you know, cursing and farting all over the microphone. Like it, that was just good, good times. And this, this was actually, this was actually a fun show, up and down, a lot of, a lot of spot fest shit. So like, maybe not highly rated matches, but it was fun. There were storylines going on, like Hamburger Boy and the and Lady Maravilla was trying to like seduce him away from Big Mommy, and and they ended up taking the titles because she just nut at him after like feigning an injury. Then you got Then it proved that the elite, you know, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are not over in Mexico. Like, that match was dead as fuck. And until they posed for, like, obvious heel heat, nobody gave a fuck about whoever they were. And Kenny Omega doing the try-hard fucking cleaner bad guy villain kind of promo for the Mega Championship. No, that comes off really childish and, like, you're just trying to pretend you're Jake the Snake Robert in your car bed when you're five. Um... (laughs) Cain Velasquez looked like a fucking monster though. He was fucking amazing. His first match, pulling out a hurricane rana and like the Mexican arm drag. It's just good shit. Cain Velasquez looked fucking fantastic. And the the big main event with Blue Demon Jr. and Dr. Wagner Jr. for the mask versus hair, the two legends clashing for family respect and all the other stuff and that was a bloodbath. It was gory. it was gory as shit and I don't mean Guerrero and like blue demon the fact that he won by smashing a fucking cinder block over dr wagner's head and breaking a finger or two like that was that was a fucking heated match that was fantastic it was good shit good shit all over the place chris did you catch any of it any of that like any rundowns reviews whatever he We're caught up. jake the snake uh,
2: i jesus uh, uh, sound like russo
4: I literally I, I sought
2: out Triple Media because I I know it was on a tele, was it Telenovela, Twitch TV. Stop it. No 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 no. I'm talking about television. I'm not talking about Twitch. Was it, it on, on Telemundo? Telemundo? Univision. No no not Telemundo. I don't even know if Telemundo still. A, I don't even know if still a thing. No, it was on Telenovela, which I guess is the top rated channel in Mexico. And I just knew I got that. Like you know, there's a large Hispanic community here in Atlanta. There's hella. Uh, uh, Hispanic channels on the television, and come to find out, I don't get any of them with my current <laughs> cable package. I don't get any of them. And so then I just I went to the uh, on not on demand, but the you know the search engine, and I literally just typed in Triple Mania, and nothing came up. So unfortunately for me, I, I wasn't able to see anything. I, I did catch some of the recaps because I actually enjoy Lucha Libre, man, and I think if done correctly, it could catch on here. I feel as if you could show a Lucha Libre match to a non-wrestling fan and they would get into it. You know, it doesn't have the American psychology that we're used to in wrestling, but it's just fun, man. And, you know, a lot of guys flying around, there's a lot of hair and different masks and and outfits and stuff like that. Guys look cool, like they look like action heroes or or action heroes. What the hell is an action hero? What what, what the fuck is that, man? What's an action
4: hero? I don't know. Why don't you tell me? Make your own thing up. You you do that all
2: Time. that's uh that's a feral pig because that's a thing now for some okay. reason okay yeah and there uh the the feral pig got bit by a, a a ferret and now has superpowers so action pharaoh
4: oh so it has nothing to do about like emitting action pheromones or anything like that well that could be one of its superpowers man this is a think tank right now bro good i like this action work it out Hero. Emitting yeah. the emitting the action pheromones to just attract all of the bad guys to them. That's yes,
2: great. That's and, then nice. they, yeah, and then they eat them or throw them in jail or do whatever they want to do. <laughs> seduce them with flying head scissors and hurricanes <laughs> <bananas> everywhere.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if done by the correct person, man, a flying head scissors could be uh, uh,
2: the art of seduction.
4: This is fair. Oh, speaking of that, you actually did stumble upon a good thing, which you probably inadvertently did, but. One of the the sponsors for Triple Mania, I know, I know, but one of the sponsors for Triple Mania was Unifone, and they actually did a a little short in between the pre-show and the main show where they had Blue Demon Jr. basically reprise El Santo and Blue Demon's like old school fucking like 40s, 50s, like detective gimmick movie, and they had to fight like the mummy and the fucking swamp. Thing and all that other shit it was it was fucking fantastically cheesy. It it was so bad, and they even like did a flashback, like he was remembering something El Santo told him. So they went back to like the old black and white movies of him just like giving advice or some shit like that. It was so comically bad. It was fantastic. And shout out to Conan
2: too, because AAA had fallen off for a minute, man. And when he came back and started booking, you know, he's brought in some of the Americans, and, and I mean, AAA is popping against. So you have to give him a yep. shout out. He's a very underrated mind in this industry,
4: which is hard to say because he's got his hands in like everything that's up and coming. Like part of the impact turnaround is because of Conan. Part of MLW's turnaround because of Conan. AAA's return to relevancy because of Conan. Like it's, you, it's hard to sell him short now. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, but when you think of the great minds in wrestling, you know the the, the, the obvious name is going to come up. The Paul Heymans, the Jim Cornettes, and right, the Jim Rosses, and rightfully so. Like, all those guys are legends in their own right, but you got to throw K Dog in there as well, man. You know, not only was he, you know, a huge draw, like this Mellon Farmer was drawing 100,000 people down in Mexico City. How many, how many wrestlers today can say that? He also was influential in brokering a lot of the luchadors coming up, and and yep. you know that that whole style, man, that that whole luchador style between Ray and Hooli and, and Eddie, and you know uh, all those guys, man, I, their their fingerprints are clearly on today's style of wrestling, and that's all on him. And and now he's got his hands in everything, you know, from MLW to Impact to AAA. Yeah, I, I just want to give him his flowers. That's all. That's my man. Good no, friend I, of the show. My very good
4: friend. Conan. Damn right. Damn right. I mean, I even I've talked to Conan a little bit because he likes to reach out to Twitter and people that listen to Keeping It 100. So Conan is a good guy. And he does a lot of legwork himself, too, which you wouldn't really expect with how busy he is. So a good man right there. Yeah, Fucking. And Fucking. he
2: showed me mad love when I met him. So, yeah, I can't say anything bad about him. And Amber was pissed because she's a Conan mark as well. And she was pissed because she wasn't around when I, I chopped it up with him and got his picture. And she was pissed did, about did that. Did you all take a trip to Iran
4: while he was around?
2: We did not, man. Oh, come
4: on. I missed
2: the trip to Iran. You know who went to Iran uh, was um, MVP and Alex Greenfield. They went to Iran with uh, Danny Hardcore-Hudman and Big John Broad. I wasn't around for that either. I think I was doing the girlfriend thing. So I I missed out on that.
4: that, That's a good excuse. But, like, come on. If if it's Conan, you need to take that trip to Iran right there.
2: Yeah, I know. Maybe next time. Definitely, And they'll they'll, they'll be it next time.
4: Well, yeah. I mean, conan has got his hands in everything. There has to be a fucking next time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, shit. So, a- anything strike you that you want to keep talking about? Or, Triple A Mania basically just got a nice bow on it with. Oh, thing I-, I guess I forgot to mention was after the loss, Wagner got his head shaved because, you know, hair versus mask. Oh, and course. he's retiring. But apparently, it's more like what Liger's doing, and it's a retirement strung out through, like, next year. So he's not immediately retiring, but he's basically just done and doesn't want to bring shame to his family and yada, 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 after kind of losing his last two big matches.
2: Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, shout out to Triple Mania. I'm going to have to try to reach out and uh, see, you know, try to catch some of it a little bit. And I'm interested in the, I'm looking forward to the uh, climax of the G1 as well. That should be interesting coming down the stretch.
4: Oh, that that definitely should be, because we've got, what, Wednesday and Thursday are the almost-the block, block semifinals. Then the whole weekend is the block finals, and Monday is the finals the G1. So we're at the last five episodes, and Moxley sliding back. Okada finally lost one. Abushi's actually within shouting distance, so it's probably going to be Okada or Ibushi for A block. Moxley, J-White, Naito, that's like a three-horse three, three horse race in B block, unless maybe maybe ishi might be a dark horse but yeah it it's it's gotten a lot more interesting since people finally started picking up losses
2: any why comments I, why do I think we're heading towards Okada versus Moxley in the dome in January
4: am i totally out of school on that one you know let what two weeks ago when we last did this i said maybe a little bit but there was actually a little report that came out i think yesterday that said Moxley's contract, or the way it's all worded out, is he still available to come back even after AAW kicks up? So maybe it's not as unbelievable as people initially thought. Maybe I, I still don't 100 percent think it, but there, there's more validity to it. Well, if
2: it happens, just remember you heard it here first, folks. Because I think I floated that idea a couple of weeks ago as well, which is why you brought it up, correct? You did. Yep. Yeah. So we'll just 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 table that. Put a pin in that, man.
4: Anyway, hey everybody! Man,
2: PC's been trying to wrap us up for the last six minutes.
4: Yeah, yeah hey, everybody. Yeah, next Sting, week, I'll be able to tell you if you're wrong or right, probably.
5: Sting versus Undertaker, WrestleMania 2020. You heard it here first.
4: Oh, I don't mean, do
2: that, PC. Come on, Tony. Don't act like my track record isn't great. I mean, I'm not perfect, damn it, but you got to give it to me. Come on now. You got to give it to me. As much as you hate to do it because I'm such a dick when I'm right, you got to give it to me.
4: And Sting versus Taker is probably not a
2: sad fit. Always use your head.
0: This is your boy King's well, telling you to make sure you check out theCheshot.com. <laughs> bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts, galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechershot.com.
5: I know you're gonna talk about what you want to talk about right now, so go ahead, because I don't want you to talk over this. So go get it out. You got you got like he's, he's three drunk. minutes.
4: Go ahead. He's drunk with button power man what can we say he
2: is no he's just drunk but um hey, hey. No, all i was gonna say was sting ain't got no spinal fluid man so i don't know how you're gonna make that work I, unless the, the, the some of that salty fuck money can uh infuse his spine with fluid and bone again bone density I, I don't really know how you're gonna make that one happen
4: hey maybe that hyperbaric water ninja chamber whatever the hell it was that uh, daniel bryan used could work for sting you never know
2: yeah he, Sting's also like 30 years older than Daniel Bryan. Well, 25.
4: But, you know, he's a man called Sting because he can do this and he can do that. Maybe that's what maybe that's the that that he can do.
2: Well, he's no longer strong as a bull nor quick as a cat. So there's that.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Are we done? Are you done? Are you done? We're done? You're done. I think
4: that's a good fun to stop it.
5: Are we done? Yeah, Okay, we're done. Let me say this, Gordon. What you do in your life you do with self-determination. I don't have all that great amateur background that 90% of the wrestlers today have. They told me, not only when I had the accident, that I wouldn't wrestle again. Every promoter in America, throughout the world, told me that I was not championship caliber because of that background. Well, I guess, throughout the years that I proved to everyone in wrestling, whether they like me or dislike me, that I am made of championship caliber. Gentlemen, we lost one of the greatest world heavyweight champions of all time, in my opinion. Uh, a man who, who spread his knowledge uh, of the business to as many people as he could. Uh, I, I know of that firsthand. And I've heard many stories. Uh, we lost Harley Race, gentlemen, and uh, you know, let's uh, let's discuss and remember the greatness that was Harley Race.
2: Andrew, P. C. There's literally nothing that I could possibly say that hasn't already been said. I mean, this dude was one of the goats. He was one of the greatest of all time. A man's man by all accounts. And and so tough that even though he's transitioned now, he could probably still beat your ass. One of those guys. The funny thing about Harley is, and I don't think, this is one angle that I haven't heard anybody else bring up, is that in his day, he was a high flyer. So you know how this just shows how much, the more things change, the more the they stay the same. A lot of the criticisms that the old school guys have now of this newer generation, it was the ex- exact same criticisms that the old school guys of his generation had of Harley race. They, they said he had no psychology. They, they said his matches didn't make any sense. They, they said he'd be lucky if he was still walking by the time he was 35. Like the same things that are being said now. They were said about him back then because he was, of his day, he was a high flyer. I mean, you guys know the the flying headbutt and whatnot. He also, just me personally, he took the first table bump that I ever saw, which was a Saturday night's main event. I'm sure it's on the network. I can't remember what year it was, but it was a it was a main event title match versus Hulk Hogan. I think that might have been the only time that they wrestled not at a house show, you know, on actual live mm-hmm. or the television or pay-per-view. And it was the first table bump that I ever saw. And, I mean, yeah, the, the, I, like I said, man, he, he's a legend, man. And this was a big one. Um, he, he had been sick for a while, so we can look at it from that vantage point, which is how I like to look at things, where, well, he doesn't have to suffer anymore. And he's on to a better place and he's transitioned. And I think that's a great thing, that he doesn't have to suffer. And before I pass it off the Balls, I just have to say this, another angle. He probably had, or had, rather, the greatest white afro i've ever seen and for that alone that makes him a legend but all jokes aside man
4: shout out to the legend harley race man this was a big loss that that was that was a good way to end it with a little bit of the joke but yeah i like i I agree with you completely like everything that everybody said the nwa put out the the last interview that he did with magnus and their own you know highlight Real. WWE did it. There's been so many things been said. Like it it it's hard to kind of really bring it to words, encapsulate everything he did. Like he was, as you said, a little bit ahead of the times with some of his moveset. He he touched like every territory that's important now. He was big in Japan. He was you know, had his run down everywhere. Mexico, wherever that he could see it. Like the NWA he, he was a standard bearer for the NWA. That's why they kept going back to him. That's why he's the eight-time champ. Yeah, so, like, uh, it, it's 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 hard to really put into words. Like, late 70s, early 80s, it was all just flair and race, really. That's that's who the two really bounced back and forth between, who the belt really bounced back and forth between. And when, when you put him into that category, and he's always going to be in talks of one of the greatest Mount Rushmore, whatever the hell you want to really say, like Ray- race was race was a legend, like in, in the actual purest form, not just bringing lip service to somebody who just happened to wrestle 40 years ago or something like that. Like everything about him, even when he got older, when he got to WWF, he still managed to find a way to morph his character into something that still feel felt like Harley race. It wasn't quite as man's man or rough and dumb, that It was a little little more later, a little more on the personality with King Harley and all that stuff, but it, w- it was still good and it was still something that people are going to remember and added to his legacy instead of subtracted.
2: And, you know, it's tough because, especially for younger fans, when you look back now, perhaps a lot of those matches don't hold up well now, but you have to understand that everything, that everything builds on what came before. So, it's almost like watching like a a Richard Pryor comedy special or a Lindy Bruce comedy special like you might not laugh now but then you have to look back and think about it everybody that's come after them built on the legacy that they made you know what i mean so i and that that's where harley is at this point in time and i don't know man i'm just rambling now man it, it was a sad loss I'm, i am glad that he's not suffering anymore uh, he left us with uh, many memories, not only from him, but just, like you said, all the wrestlers that he's touched and that he influenced throughout the years. His legacy lives on. And you can't ask for any much more, man, to leave an indelible mark that your name is going to live on even when you're gone. And it, that, at, at the bottom line is, man, that's what this life thing is all about at the, the end first, of the day. The first
5: king of the ring. True.
2: Yeah. I was trying to give Harley a little bit of a moment of silence right there, man, just out of respect. That's all. Now we're done. Okay, PC, ass clown. Anywho, man, yeah. shout oh, out yeah, to Harley yeah. Race, man.
4: Yeah. 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 Great shout way out. to pray. Let, Pick let up me, the moment, Tony. Yeah. Jesus, come on. Oh, let me shout just be... Shout out to Harley Race, yeah. man.
5: Oh, I'm the asshole here, right? Yeah, I'm the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and thank you. Admittance is the first step.
2: Thank you to recovery. But yeah, <laughs> shout out to Harley Race, man. Shout Happy out to Vince Vaughn. And we'll we'll see you on the other side, brother. Uh, Balls, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir?
4: You can find me at uh, the Twitter, at the IWC War Chief, and of course on the covering all of the the G1 fun. And as of the time we're recording this, there's still five shows left. As of the time it goes up, you'll probably see one or two accompanying, you know, part pod- of war but uh, that should be fun and that's definitely been a hell of a hell of a fun thing and interesting thing to cover the whole fucking thing from day one to day 19 or wherever we're at now so oh uh
2: yo y'all do do mr blaze a favor and y'all know how much i hate putting him over but this melon farmer really has he's been single-handedly covering this g1 shit for the chairshot.com, man. So do him a favor man click on his links man get his likes up and whatnot man he's earned it like seriously man and I, as much as i hate putting him over i have no choice in this matter look out for him i appreciate that uh, yo man i gotta give credit where credit's due man it is what it is as much as i hate it it is what it is now go fuck yourself you guys can find Thanks, me buddy. on twitter at the at the real C Plat. <laughs> But more importantly than that, man, if you if you really want to show Andrew your appreciation and just an appreciation for everything that we do over at TheChairShot.com, which is the premier site in wrestling for all things news, reviews, and analysis with Attitude Bitches, then show us all a little bit of love and go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash chair shot. pick up your official ChairShot t-shirts. T- if you enjoy what we do, you like what we do, you want us to keep doing it, show us some love. TheChairShot.com, it's not just a website. It's a movement. Mr. Tunney, where can they find you, sir? Oh, well, you can find uh, except me for where, on the softball field. Well, in, next yeah. to Sid E. <laughs>
5: True story. But you can also find me wherever successfully uh, you know productive moderators are found.
2: Really? What are you like get their water for them or park their cars or something? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> an unpaid internship. That is. is. He's, he's, to, he's under the learning tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, buddy. You get there, man. You get your moderator rings, sir.
5: I'm not biting. I'm not biting. Go ahead. I'm not biting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, guys, man, this has been a blast. For the Commissioner PC Tunney, for and, Alt-Right Andy, Snowflake Blast. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Christopher Platt. Thank you guys for tuning in. And again, man, we'll be better next week, as we always are. Until then, shalom. Hit it, Carly.